0: What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I am lucky. And yeah, welcome back to the Mental Health Casual podcast. I'm trying my best to keep on top of this. I know that I'm not always successful with that. Um, You know, at least for me, uh, priorities are very important when I have these many channels going on. So I usually prioritize the YouTube channels, um, the podcasts that I have to keep up with, which for now in mental health casuals case would be the mental health chats, um, which started out as a YouTube, uh, exclusive, but now is, you know, I'm trying to bring it over to the podcasting world just to, you know, just kind of, um, give people the opportunity to do that. Cause I know not everybody's going to want to watch a, you know, hour long video you know stuff like that so which completely understandable um, but it's a little bit easier to listen to it in a podcast form so um, but yeah it's been it, it's been an interesting week um, I want to talk to, to you guys about an in, uh, incident <laughs> a uh, ex- an experience probably is a better um, way to describe it I had um, so I was at church and we, we do this practice called Lexio Divina um, I don't know why it's pronounced that way, by the way. It's like spelled like L E. what, how do you spell it? It's like L E C T I O or something like that, but it's called like Lexio. I'm like, what, how do you, how do you get this? You get how do you get this like pronunciation from it? But anyway, um, basically, so this is a very controversial thing in the Christian world because conservative Christians do not like it. Um, progressive Christians do like it. Uh, it's. I don't know exactly how to describe it uh, or I don't know how to describe the differences in opinions, but, um, uh, more conservative Christians are, you know, they're very, uh, Bible based. So they have, you have to go by what the Bible says. Otherwise we're just kind of grasping at straws, which I, I respect that. Um, I respect that belief by the way. I don't, don't want to put anybody down out there that's a conservative Christian, um, like Divina is like basically throws all that out the window and you basically get this practice where the, um, the pastor will read a passage to you. But what you do is you take out, um, a word or a phrase that, um, that means something to you that you just grasp at you at that point, you know, and, in um, I think my pastor would probably say something like you know it, the the messages that God wants you to hear that kind of thing um, but so we were reading this uh, passage about Lazarus and if you guys don't know who that is it's um, you know a guy that got resurrected before the resurrection actually happened to Jesus and There was a phrase in there that I'm struggling to remember exactly right now. Um, But I think it it was basically, Lord, if you were here. And the rest of the sentence was like, if my brother wouldn't have died. I think it was his sister, his mother. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. I'm not a big Bible buff. (laughs) Um, But um, that ends up going up to Jesus and saying, you know, hey, my brother died because of you, because you weren't here. And if you were here, you would have died. And so that phrase stuck out to me. Right. I was like, Lord, if you were here and I was thinking, you know, and basically what happens is after he reads it twice, you'll say your word out word or phrase out loud. Um, you'll go into the silence as my pastor likes to call it um, and kind of think about it, you know, think about images that come up. And so I, w- I started it off thinking about like all these events that wouldn't have happened if you know god had just shown himself you know god had just been there right um very common thing that happens in a lot of people's lives right they just end up (laughs) blaming god for something um that is you know obviously if god was there there would have probably been a different outcome um but you know i just believe that god works in mysterious ways but anyway so i'm doing this um, this exercise and I'm thinking about all these things. And all of a sudden I start realizing like, you know, all these things have to do with like my father. So then the, like the, the Lord, um, part of that melted away. And then I started thinking, well, if you were here and I started thinking about my father and so that kind of went into a rollercoaster of emotions that, <laughs> you know, I just kind of went back and I was, uh, I was I, so for people that are new to my channel, I am, uh, I have a lot of intimacy issues, so I'm not a big cry. I don't like to cry in front of people. Um, it's just not my thing. I just really don't like it. I don't mind crying. Like I've seen some sad anime and I'm bawled. you know, and it feels good doing it by myself. I don't like doing that in front of people. Okay. And, you know, so <laughs> I'm sitting here just thinking about, you know, if my dad was here, you know, this would happen. This would happen. This would happen. Right. So this is my first image that I, I'm getting, you know, during the silence. Then we kind of, you know, you're welcome to reflect or if you don't, you know, if you don't, you don't have to. Um, but, you know, I kind of tell people about this, you know, if my dad were here, um, how the Lord pardon, uh, melted away. And so we go into the silence again um, after he reads the passage again, just to kind of remind us about it. And all of a sudden, man, I went through this like crazy, uh, <laughs> this crazy freaking journey of like. Like um, if you guys know about like a Christmas carol, like the Ghost of Christmas Past, Present, and Future, visit Scrooge. Well, that's kind of what happened with like this, except it was um, I, I didn't exactly get like visited by ghosts or anything like that. <laughs> okay, don't don't put that out there. But um, basically, I had I went through like a scenario because I, I like philosophical problems where it's like, hey, if this uh, if if you did this and you then wouldn't this happen or you know uh, things uh, like thought experiments. And so I was thinking about my life if my dad had stayed around and I was thinking about all the, you know, I was thinking about all the good things at first. Right. You know, maybe I wouldn't have, you know, maybe some things would have been better. Maybe I would have been closer to my, my, my Samoan family. Right. I would have been closer to a lot of things. And then all of a sudden, you know, the bad things started to kick in. I was like, well, maybe he would still be abusive to my mom. Maybe my, you know, maybe my siblings would still be sad that he was around, you know? Um, and, you know, all of a sudden I started realizing and, you know, then I got this image of me like holding on to my dad before he would leave before he'd leave. Um, and it was this was a really painful image of like me having to let go of my dad because I knew that the future, um, it, it worked out for the best, even though he had to leave me to do it. um. And, you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, yeah, he just kind of abandoned me or, you know, that kind of stuff. He he moved further away to a place about three hours away, um, got remarried, all that kind of stuff. But he got re- remarried before he did that. But, um, you know, he, he did that. Um, and I, I think it was about seventh or eighth grade. He told me, you know, hey, I just I can't um, I probably won't be able to see you too much, you know, maybe on some holidays, something like that. And. You know, I thought it was gonna be like happy news that he wasn't gonna be, you know, seeing me around. But man, I it it hit me really hard when I got that news, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was pretty rough, man. Um, and I was, you know, he he did come around every now and then. I mean, I th- I remember I went up there for up to Patterson for, um, which is about three hours away, give or take, um, from San Jose where I was living. Uh, you know I went up there for New year's uh, New Year's Eve New Year's Day and yeah man it, it it was it was a good experience and all that kind of stuff but you know it 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 made me realize that things worked out the be- for the better and it actually reminded me of a, a a speech that I had to give for my my father's funeral which was an impromptu speech because my my dad's widow um, who I love to death she's she's a great woman I'm surprised that she actually got with them um but uh or married him to that for that matter um but you know she she she's like oh hey uh, come come up and say something you know (laughs) and um you know i just remember saying this one thing uh it, it was probably like the highlight of the speech for me but basically i said you know i even though my dad and i have never gotten along i'm just so happy that he found you guys and that he was able to be of service to something because Um, I didn't say this part out loud, but I was thinking in my head because he wasn't of service to me, um, in a lot of ways. Of course, he's still my dad. Of course, he still, um, has taught me things, right? He taught me some valuable things about working out. Um, he was a big power lifter back in the day. And so, uh, you know, obviously I've learned things from him, but at the same time, you know, they definitely, (laughs) the things that I've had to endure because of him have definitely outweighed the lessons, uh, so to speak. So yeah, you know, I had to go, I went through a pretty intense, uh, Alexio Divina. Uh, and like I said, I, if you're not into that, that's totally fine. Um, it definitely did, did a lot for me in that, in that case, I've been going to Alexio Divina for maybe over five, five, five or seven, five to seven months now. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of open with that. Um, don't worry. I'm not trying to convert any of you guys. I'm not trying to make any of you guys religious or, you know, this is the way this is the holy way um but i just want to kind of want to open that that because i feel like i talk about my dad a lot on this um platform or i allude to him a lot i've talked to him about him a lot on my youtube channel but i've you know at, at least for me i've always kind of had this very interesting complex whenever it came to him and never came to fear uh you know i will i always felt very inferior throughout my life and this actually um a part of this kind of is a bit of um my mom's doing and i don't falter for it i probably would have done the same thing if i was in her position but one thing that she always told me when i was young was to um hey don't don't use your size you know don't uh don't be aggressive you know you could hurt somebody the problem with that is, um, at least in my opinion, is young boys are very aggressive as it is. So if you don't give them an outlet to be aggressive at. It doesn't um, translate well for later in life or even in that instance, sometimes um, for me, I was a very calm kid. I would really very quiet. Um, but when I, you know, I would play video games, you know, that was my that was my outlet and you know so when i got older that's all of a sudden i didn't know how to take all this you know because i was going through all these hormone changes i was getting bigger I was you know all this kind of stuff happened and uh you know i didn't know how to channel my anger you know because like, video games weren't doing it anymore like i had to like go out and like you know throw some stuff around so you know i started lifting weights about middle school and you know i i started eventually starting seeing results maybe in high school Junior, hmm. uh, I want to say it's about maybe C C. Senior year definitely started seeing results. Junior year though was around the time when I started actually seeing a little bit of it, and you know it was yeah it was uh it was an interesting time back then. And so, you know the 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 reason why I say all this is because so if you're telling somebody not to use a physical attribute or let's say you're telling somebody like hey, I know you can do this. Don't do it. Um, It becomes pretty hard when, especially when you're good at that thing to not do it. Now, it depends on what that is, right? Because the thing is, the the great thing about society now is that we have outlets for a lot of these things, right? If If your kid is ultra violent, you can get them into martial arts, a place where they can build confidence that they can use violence for good and that they're doing it in a consensual environment where people, other people are also you know, um, signing up for that. Right. And I, so I got into jujitsu a little bit at first and, um, that was really cool, you know, because you couldn't, I mean, obviously you can get hurt. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, I've definitely, my neck's been tweaked a couple times, but you know, it's not nearly as bad as like some of the striking sports. If you have a partner that can't hold back or can't, you know, doesn't have any control over his punches. And so, you know, it, it was, uh, that was a great experience, man. Cause it really got a lot of, um, got a lot of energy out you know that grappling is tough man like people people don't know until they actually start grappling man but i think ronda rousey said this it's kind of like drowning like and if you don't know how to swim that's exactly what it feels like i i i I, like kid you not it is so difficult when you don't know what you're doing (laughs) you say you might say like oh yeah but what about boxing right or what about kickboxing well i mean most people kind of get the concept of throwing a punch and if you're if you get lucky you know you can land a punch i'm not saying that you're going to land a punch against a professional because a lot of these professionals have good footwork, good defense, all that kind of stuff. But man, like you know, if you if you get grappled, you know, there's no like kind of faking your way out of that. Even if you're really strong, there's just so many techniques around it, and you know, it's uh, it's definitely a difficult uh, endeavor to 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 go through. So when I started doing that, I started feeling a lot better. Um, started learning some kickboxing and started learning boxing. Um, that was a lot of fun. I really liked doing that. I started teaching boxing a little bit, um some some MMA, uh, not super great at it. I was very be- I was a beginner teaching beginners. Um, but I was teaching for free. I wasn't like making these guys pay me anything or any- anything weird like that. Um, just getting a workout out of it and just getting people, you know, t- it it helped me learn just through teaching them. And so, you know, I'd basically get my ass kicked by this guy and uh, by this guy on the weekends, and then, uh, right before, uh, on Sundays or Saturdays, something like that. And then on Fridays, um, I would be teaching the, the people that I was teaching at that point. So anyway, I was doing that and I really did like teaching people. I really like teaching people in general. The problem is I get this, um, teaching, I don't know what you call it, Like it's teaching syndrome where I'm like, I want to teach somebody like right away, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm not like ready for it yet. So all of a sudden it's like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just teaching you things that I have no clue about. So, you know, it, it becomes, so I just end up acting like I know what I'm talking about, but that I don't really know anything. So, you know, I did that and that was a great outlet. And so I, if, if any of you are out there that feel hyper aggressive having anger problems, I highly suggest you got to get, you guys get into a martial art or something like that. Now, weightlifting is great. Don't get me wrong. Um, but the cardio that you get with, martial arts now I haven't practiced martial arts for years so I am not I'm a bit of a hypocrite saying this because I do lift weights right now um and if you do lift weights you know lift them um obviously you know figure out your form first but um I started getting into lifting very heavy weight and um, not not super heavyweight by um obje- by uh universal standards but for my standards at least you know I've never been able to lift this kind of weight because I was always really afraid and I've always been very much of a bodybuilder. So I always like to, um, so if you guys don't know the difference between like a, a power lifter and a bodybuilder, it's usually the rep, um, rep range and the weight on the bar, obviously. So power lifters will have more weight, but they'll do less reps. So they'll do like three reps and what a rep is just basically repetition. So one, two, three, you know, bench press something like that. Whereas a bodybuilder will go for like eight to 12. So they're going for uh, this thing called time under tension, which is what sparks the, um, sparks the muscle growth. Whereas, um, power lifters, it usually not all the time, obviously it depends on genetics. You'll get, end up getting stronger. Um, but you'll end up getting denser muscle, but it won't be as, you know, it won't be like show muscle, like with bodybuilders. So, Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, right? So I've been, yeah, I've been doing that. I've been getting a lot of, um, you know, anytime I feel, um, any type of rage or anything like that, it's been very helpful actually to kind of go into the gym and and feel like I'm proving myself, right? Like I'm proving myself. Like I went here, I did that. And I can only speak from a man's perspective, but this is just kind of why I'm, I'm speaking about this because men are much more in my, in my opinion. And at least from what I've seen, like, if you think about it you know uh, what is it like, what what do men make up like 90 somewhere in the 90% of people in prison? I mean, there's a good reason behind that because we're more violent, you know, it just is what it is. And so, and we're more likely to act out with violence, you know, that's just the way it is. And so, um, you know, when, if you so, what I'm getting back to with what my mom kind of always did, and once again, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm blaming her. I would have done the same thing in my position, but now that I've learned a lot uh, about myself, I've learned that just not just telling somebody not to do something is really tough. Um, obviously, you can tell them basic things, but you still need an outlet for some of these feelings because we're still primal animals. You know, <laughs> we're still we're still animals at the end of the day. So we still need things in our lives that challenge us to a certain degree that replicate the um, the idea or replicate the um, simulation of survival. And, you know, that kind of fight or flight response um, that you get other than, you know, other, <laughs> otherwise you start to get this kind of, you start to get anxiety, depression. Um, of course, that's just like one way. I'm just saying it, it's more likely. How about that? But I word it a little bit differently there. So you know, if you don't end up doing that's why I really like doing podcasting. I'm really like doing my YouTube channels, because it's a way for me to get myself out there, get out of my comfort zone. But it's also very challenging. You know, please remember, you know, I have social anxiety. So every single time I have somebody on my podcast, or I'm talking to somebody, I'm just like, man, and a lot of the pressure when you're doing a podcast is on the podcaster or the sorry excuse me the when you when you're on somebody's podcast right a lot of the 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 pressure is actually on them because they're the ones that have to ask you the questions now I'm very comfortable speaking about my experiences and so I don't really um, and I plus I've been on a couple of podcasts already so it doesn't really bother me to It doesn't really bother me to explain my story. Also, as you can tell, I can kind of talk. Um, (laughs) uh, I don't know why that is that I've always really liked talking. I think it's because I've been quiet for most of my life. I've been like a very quiet kid. But whenever I got with my friends, that's when all of a sudden, like you couldn't shut me up, like it just wouldn't happen. Um, Yeah, so uh, but yeah, most of the pressure is on the interviewer, not the interviewee, because the interviewer has to, is the one that is, you know, you're, they're on your platform. Therefore you have to, um, you have to set them up and, uh, set them up, you know, in a good way, right? You have to set them up to, to show the best of themselves or, sh- you know, get their message across. So right. You have to ask the right questions. Um, and that's a big deal, man. That's really tough for me. And I don't always ask the right questions, you know, for sure. Um, definitely had an exper- uh, um, experience where I asked a wrong question and I was just like, Oh, and luckily, like they, they, they hit, they, it was like, uh, it was like, I pitched them like a terrible, uh, ball, uh, like, like in baseball terms, like I pitched them like some crappy, um, side throw that they shouldn't have hit, but they just hit it out of the park anyway, because they're that good. Uh, that's a great thing about really good guests is they can just do anything with a question. And so, um, or anything with, with any question that you do. So, yeah, it's been a great, um, yeah, it's been great a great challenge and i think that's the one thing that i wish um you know it, it tears me up inside to you know to, to kind of close off on the subject but um it really tears me up inside to see the amount of young men uh, that are falling through the cracks so to speak you know they're just not achieving their potential they're just not uh you know they're just not becoming valuable to society and you know, we can blame society, sorry, we can blame the powers that be over that all all you want, but I really think it has a lot to do with the fact that we don't have, um, that we're not teaching young men, especially, right? I, I just Like I alluded to before, we're a lot more destructive. Um, we're just not teaching them how to um assert their themselves into the world where i feel like sometimes we kind of teach them like hey don't do this don't do that don't do this And it's a lot of don'ts but it's not a lot of like hey why don't you go do something <laughs> why don't you go why don't you you know why don't you um like what do you like to do okay why don't you go do that right and one, one of the best advice pieces of advice I've got, and i know I've, I've mentioned this on this channel a couple times but um, my therapist uh had told me this and he was like hey um, you know, I remember I told him like, you know, I've always wanted to kind of do, you know, I've always really liked watching MMA and he was like, well, why don't you, why don't you do it? And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, I mean, I think that's the best thing, you know, don't, don't let fear hold you back from the things you want to do. That's your anxiety telling you that you can't do something. Why don't you, um, as a practice, why don't you go out and do it? And so I, I did started doing jujitsu with a very uh, talented guy, um, over there um you know back in back in california and uh yeah i mean granted i got my butt kicked a whole lot but i learned a lot from that ex- from those experiences and uh yeah you know when this came around you know and for for people that aren't uh, familiar with my background with my other channel anime casuals you know i remember we did that for maybe six months straight uh wait six months straight yeah six, six or seven months i think we started in like uh like in june of 20 uh, 18 yeah it must have been 2018 um then we then i stopped i hard stopped it um that was mostly my fault because i was going through a lot of you know alcohol and drugs and i just didn't want to i didn't want to do it you know i didn't want us too messed up to do any of these shows and uh there are actually a couple of anime casuals of me uh just drinking on the podcast and uh you know that kind of stuff but you know, I eventually, you know, about a year later in, um, I think it was June of 20. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was June, June of last year. That's right. Um, right before I came to Texas, uh, you know, I, I wanted to start it back up and, you know, my friend on there, Michael, uh, you know, God bless him. He ended up saying like, Hey, are we actually going to do this? And I was like, you know what? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's go full throttle. And I it was a lot of work at first, you know, I didn't know how to edit videos. You know, if you look at some of my my work in the beginning is like, oh, just was a god awful. oh, ugh, ugh, I can't I can't even look at that that BS. But, you know, now we're we're a steady channel. We're putting out, you know, two to three videos a week um, with two podcasts every week. And, you know, we, we've been able to keep it up. And, you know, it's been very satisfying for me to know that this is going on. But, you know, you I feel like we have to figure out a way because like I said, this is a big problem with young men. I'm not saying that young women don't have their problems and, you know, oh, Godspeed to them. I, I just I don't know how to solve those from my perspective. I have opinions, but not a whole lot of firsthand experience. Since I'm a man, I have a first hand experience of being a man and kind of what happens with a lot of these, you know, and I think we also have to talk about, you know, single fatherhood, which, you know, maybe I'll talk about it at some other point, obviously. Um, there's a lot of statistics that are sorry, single fatherhood, excuse me, single motherhood, <laughs> um, where the father is just not in the home at all. And there's a lot there is different different theories out there of why there is single the single motherhood rate has risen since um, was like the 50s or 60s. But I just think that we have to raise young men right now to um, to succeed or else we're going to have a very tough uh, future. You know, because we make up half of society, so you know, if half of society sucks, uh, <laughs> then what are you gonna do, right? And you know that that's really what it is. And uh, you know, if you are a young man out there, I really hope you chase your dreams. You really try and um, you know go through the adversity of trying to chase that dream. You go through the adversity of trying to be uh, uh, of daring to be bold. And I really hope that you're able to, even if you don't achieve your dreams, you're still able to, uh, you know, put a dent in the universe out there and and really make your mark on the world. So, um, yeah, that's what I want to talk about, you know, my crazy experience with Lexia Davina all the way to, you know, really talking about uh, the problems that I see with men going forward and, you know, really seeing the. Uh, collapse of things. So, uh, in, in terms of uh, male mental health, and um, well, yeah, of course, the, the male prison rate is going to affect male h- mental health as well. So, um, as always, guys, you guys can check out All Things Casual at our link tree, which will be in the description box down below, which has everything from anime casuals, which I do with my friends, Casual Bros, which is a podcast that I do with my friend Paul, and um, mental health casual you can check out our um you can check out my youtube channel and then generally casual which is uh my friend michael his brother and our friend Corey, um their podcast and so yeah as always guys do not forget to keep it casual